0: So yeah, we're going to talk about s- switching process. when you lose your patience. Right? <laughs> Some, sometimes you have to uh, resort to those people who listen are going to be very confused. Um, <laughs>
1: that's what gentleness is all about. Or gentleness, yes. not
0: patience, yeah. right. I, these all are kind of blending together for me. <laughs> um, well, yeah, thank you all for coming out this morning. Um, this morning... We have with us the Gans, Andy and Courtney, and Jim Arnett, Um, and we're going to talk about gentleness. This is our second-to-last fruit, um, only self-controlled last, and we might have some other stuff, kind of depending, I've heard there's April slash May, the elders might be teaching, might not be teaching, so, but if we do, we'll be looking at the Spirit. It was announced today that the
1: the elders are having class. They
0: are having class. Okay. (laughs) Last I heard, it was uh, kind of up in the air still. Um, So based on that schedule, we may have a class or two about the spirit. Um, So we talked a lot about fruits, the other part of the fruits of the spirit. Um, So, yeah. Um, Starting out, our esteemed panelists, if you could just... Introduce yourself. How long have you been um, a part of the Otter Creek community? And just any other relevant fun facts about
2: you that you would like to share? me go first? Sure. Okay, I'm Courtney, obviously. Um, I think we've been a member for five years. We're coming up on five, and then like four years before that, we were a member for like a year, and then we moved away, and then we will come back But the second round. We've been around for about five years. Um, we have three kids. I think it's important when they talk about gentleness. And, um, <laughs> I, well, I'll, I'll share some later, two different versions of gentleness. So we have a nine year old, a five year old, and a two year old. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what else. Somebody wants to come in. Hey, come on Welcome, them. come I'm on in. in. Right Yours?
0: Okay. Sure. You are. <laughs> okay. Great. Awesome
2: yeah um besides being a mom i work as a professor online cool and i enjoy it cool yeah
3: i'm I'm andy i'm kind of the same stuff she said (laughs) um we have three kids uh, and we've been here for about five years so what is that it any
0: uh, any other relevant fun facts you know if you want to share something um, i
3: like to play board games i mean uh doer had the Men's night last night, which y'all need to come to at some point. I know. I like you need to do a game. It's right? really fun. I really do. Um, I like games. We, we have different board games. We bet on camel races, so that was really fun. <laughs> the correct yeah. way, I heard. Yeah. House rolls were not
2: what
3: well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, we also um, tried to fight off the bu- bubonic plague, which yeah. is a little too real. Thrill to the coast Yeah,
2: you yeah. 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 can't yeah. be playing those games. Yeah, yeah
0: I'm, I'm sure oh, I'm the, not pan- good, no. okay, the pandemic board game cells have...
2: Well, I wonder they've if they've gone down or they <laughs> have increase. Yes, because I was, yes. I I was thinking I would not
0: long. want to play
1: that game now. Feels a
2: little
0: too
1: yeah, But yeah. well, we were, in, uh, we were in we were in Bristol, England, so it was not as, it was in like thirteen twenty. Yeah, I don't
3: know. Yeah, so it's it not you
1: know it's it's a little bit oh, different I than already. what we're experiencing now.
3: So, okay. so we, it was a good time. So
1: I I do like board games. fine.
3: So Derek Ruff uh, is right. usually the key host, right. um, but he was absent due to right. his new... Uh, excuse yeah. his excuse. So, <laughs> excuses, excuses, excuses. so uh, we would you love for y'all to come it? to the next one. We had it in the gym this time, so that, you know, it could be yeah. basketball too. No one's interested in basketball. <laughs> but like, but maybe, but like, I kind of like, part of me is like, maybe we should try to get in there. And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see.
0: But
3: huh. I
4: thought it was good. Cool. I'm Jim Arnett and this is my wife, Dana, and I have, uh, we have two kids, 21 and 19, who are both in college. We've been at Otter Creek since 2005, Um, and so had a little bit of time at the, the old building as they call it, as we call it, and before we came over here. And um, I like a lot of things outdoors, hiking and backpacking and looking at birds and taking pictures of birds and other things. And I fly airplanes for a living for UPS.
0: Um Have you heard of the board game Wingspan?
4: <laughs> I have, and I, that is actually- That would, that would combine I both of that. these interests. <laughs> and, and we actually have played that game. Oh, there you go. Um, I got that game a couple years ago, so we did play, it. We probably the pandemic afforded us a little more time to get into a game like that, because it's not the quickest game. No. At least not for our family. It is not. It's it, gets, not quick. It's, it can
1: be a little bit grueling. But fun. it is gorgeous. It is, it is a, a fun game,
4: and we've enjoyed it. Does your knowledge of uh, birds um, uh, uh, ever come into play as you're flying an airplane? <laughs>
0: Cause sometimes do those airplanes... Do those intersect? <laughs> well, sometimes literally. Yeah,
4: they physically intersect which is, you know, a little more painful when yeah, you yeah, like birds. You know, but, um, but that, no, I mean, not okay. like... I mean, I guess the only thing that I have found myself, like, aware of, more aware of since I've become more of a bird person than before is... Ooh, it's that time of year we're flying at night is... In, because cause they're in migration many birds migrate at night mm-hmm. and I fly at night a lot so in the spring and fall migration you're like oh man yes. it's, sorry, way it's, more common. Sorry, it's way more common to hit something wow. at that time and, and I mean we even have like notices that go out to pilots that you know at different times of year will say high, high bird activity because of migration mm-hmm. like so it maybe mm-hmm. makes more sense to That's me right but right. it doesn't affect anything I, I don't <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Dodge, know. Left. dodge <laughs> left. You Right,
2: right.
0: right. Yeah. But certainly your compassion for birds is heightened.
4: Yeah, yeah I've never enjoyed hitting a bird. Well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would not.
3: I would okay, not, no, I, no. <laughs> I probably
4: do care. I care a little more now. I used to hunt and stuff. Now I don't do that. So, you yeah. know, it's like yeah. I am probably a little
0: softer. Yeah. <laughs> A little more gentle, perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> right, segue. Nice, nice, nice. Um So as far as fruit goes, real fruit, not spiritual fruit, do y'all have any specific memories or is it, what, what is kind of your best fruit experience? You know, for me, it was this mango I got in Jamaica that was fresh, it was in peak mango season right off the tree. And like, I've never had anything as good as that. So maybe it's the first tomato of the year or peak peach season. Is there anything that you're just like, oh, I love this time of year? I have, I have two that are right.
3: from the same summer after I graduated. I went to Harding University, and I did a summer after that um, in Togo, West Africa, to spend with some missionaries. And the fruit was, was a little bit different, but it was just real fresh. And I would always try to get fresh pineapple there. Amazing! Mm -hmm. I just loved it, and I I ate it so much that my tongue became like sore, you know, because it's really you know know acidic. And then um, also in one of the missionaries' um, yards, they had a mango tree, and so eating fresh mango. But then they had a also had a dehydrator, and so they would put just straight mango into the dehydrator, and it was really good. Uh, So those were my those my fruit stories. Really
2: enjoyed. mm -hmm. It did have also to be. Being in a different country. Yeah. Right. Oh, my, well, um, watermelon during my second pregnancy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. It just hit
0: different then? Uh,
2: I mean, I ate like two or three a week on my own. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I would come back with like, I got some watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> so. go to the store come back with
3: like two watermelons. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, it, it was so in good. The
2: yeah. I still love watermelon, but it's never been as good as it was during that. I
4: think. <laughs> yeah kind of like uh, Andy you said about being where you were for me they, I think the context the memory that I had and because I travel I have had you know many experiences of having some really good fruit different places but being on a trail in the mountains and picking fresh huckleberries mm-hmm. when they're just right is a is a good sweet memory so yeah
0: eating berries with the bears. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so let's start our conversation with Scripture. Um, are there any passages, parables, stories, verses, etc. Uh, that kind of remind you of gentleness or have influenced the way that you understand gentleness?
4: I mean, it's... it's uh... Not to not to call Jesus cliche, but when you're talk, when you're trying to talk about something in the Bible and you go straight to Jesus, people may you know that's the that's softball answer. but I mean, I think you know for me, that's the way I've identified the life of Christ is been, and I do think people you know gravitate towards different characteristics mm-hmm. and, and read, perceive and of course, interpret um, things differently, but for me, that was just part of who Jesus was when I looked at his life and when I look at his life and and some of the some of the parables I was thinking about your question that you've mm-hmm. given it to me in advance you know I'm thinking about um the good Samaritan and um the father of the prodigal son and uh, um, the way that Jesus interacts with people who were socially unacceptable yeah. for whatever reason you know that. Um, the, those things, you know, resonate from scripture for me, and um, and, and I, I spent a little time thinking. Like, oh, I'm not really sure that I know what gentleness is. Like, mm-hmm. it's a little bit. And, and to your point earlier, it really does. Those lines and those fruits of the spirit, and they blur. And I think, I think for me, love, love in the way that it's talked about in scripture it it's not always gentle but there is a spirit of gentleness mm-hmm. when you read like the the love chapter of corinthians first you know, sure. corinthians 13 and there's just i think um those those things for me have been um, i think influential in shaping both who i want to be but probably even younger who i thought i was supposed to be and so
2: Oh, yeah, that's it. Like, we were talking about it last night, so we got to brainstorm together. And I was, I was he was like, What are you going to say? I was like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think when I thought, the ones I thought of were what you mentioned when he dealt with people who were marginalized in society. And, and I think that goes back to, I was thinking, you know, woman at the well, exactly. woman caught in adult, adultery, you know, yeah. just how gentle that nature was, because you can also yep. point to times where Jesus was not gentle, mm-hmm. temple, like, you you know, and so, um, was thinking about dealing with those people, because I think there's some different, raising like a two-year-old, there's different levels of gentleness, right? I don't, and gentleness in my own life is not shoving someone down to get a toy, you know, versus the two-year-old, we think, be gentle, you know, that means don't hit your siblings, don't grab the toy aggressively, whatever it is, and so that's not really what gentleness looks like for adults, because we, can control our actions that way, but I think for me at least, I resonate with the idea of gentleness and how I deal with people, and also my thoughts surrounding people. How am I gentle in um, thinking about a, a person who may be rubbing me the wrong way or something like that? That's what that's what resonates with me is that form of gentleness and also the toddler form, but that's not really for adults. So. Yeah, we we'll talked
3: about that like in your. In your... Like gentleness and mercy and grace towards others like giving them the benefit of the doubt you know yes. give them the yeah you know, say lean towards everyone's trying to do their best you know even though with with where they're coming from i think that's a, a side of gentleness. and there's two passages of scripture that that come to mind too so jesus this is where we are right <laughs> this is the one that is like the softball is uh matthew 11 28-30 it says, Come to me all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and I will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, and that's, you know, his, his teaching, his, his way of interpreting the Old Testament, his, his yoke of that um, is easy. His burden is light. That's how he describes it. Mm-hmm. And that's very comforting to me, and so, uh, and I think that's very. Uh, that this this passage is probably one of the most um, evangelic, you know, e- e- uh, you know, evangelistic passages I think that we could use in this day and time, you know, to say, look, like this, come live a life of it's not it's not burdensome, it's it's like inviting you into the best life possible, it's gentle, you know, and rather than, if you can flip that script, because I think so many people view Jesus or God as, uh, as uh, the opposite of gentle, as, as aggressive, as condemning, uh, as judgmental, and I don't think that we should take away the truth of God either, but also we need to really emphasize that this is like, he's gentle, his way, is. His yoke, his burden, like the way that he's trying to teach us is is this gentle It's come, come for rest, you know, and I, it's so appealing to me. Like it gets me excited about that way of life, right? And I think I can speak to that to someone else uh, and say, like, look, this is, I know, like, your life is frantic, but come to a gentle and easy way yeah. of life. And the other one that I thought of about gentleness, and this is going to be like, okay, I'm taking a little bit of a, a t- side turn but this is what it came, comes to mind to me is like Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, right, it says iron sharpens iron and one person sharpens the wits of another. That's our V word. So our American society is so competitive. Yeah. Right? we and and I really fundamentally think competition is neutral. It's not good or bad, but the way we in, we interpret it and the way its outcomes um, can be good or bad. I think there's a lot of benefits that, like, team sport, like, and, and, you know, you can learn a lot from that, and you can build each other up, but there's that, the, the aggressive side of, like, it's the anti-gentleness, I think, is, um, needs to be noted in our society more so, like, yeah. and it's, uh, it's somewhat toxic. So we moved here from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Okay. I was I was a college minister (laughs) for the University of Alabama, and um, you know they have a football team there, (laughs) Uh, and they've been (laughs) been, been, in the past few years they've been relatively successful,
2: (laughs) and so um, you, you might
3: think that it's kind of a big deal in their town and everyone is really excited about it. So I moved there. I grew up in North Alabama. I was, a, an, Alabama he thought fan. He was uh, an Alabama fan. <laughs> I, thought, I didn't go there. These people are on steroids of their yeah. friendship, right? And like, I love them, but man, it was a different world than I was expecting. And um, if they lost then Sunday morning was terrible. Was. Like, it, was, oof, it was like everyone, someone, like their best friend died or something. It was just it was a little over the top. And so um, I, I think some of this theology was formed there. Um, but but I, I had it also beforehand. Like it always really grumped me the wrong way when someone wanted to be like uh, super prideful about like I'm so good at sports or whatever. But, so I think, here's, here's my little thing, it's like the iron versus iron, iron sharpens iron, it, like a way of gentlest competition is like, I'm gonna give, this is how I, I give this speech to my son all the time. All the time. It's like, I want you to do your best in a competition with someone else. But you're doing that to honor them with your best, not to com- like grind them into the ground, right? Mm-hmm. You're not like, we, we want to like, them put their best forward and you put your best forward and see who wins. Yeah. And that's great, and like, and, you know, but the idea of like, I want to dominate over you to to show that I'm better than you, is is I think toxic. Yeah. Okay. And so I don't know where that can you know I just feel like that's a, a message that our society needs for. It's like you can do your best, but you can do it in a gentle way, and like mm-hmm. and like I'm doing my best on your behalf. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it to honor you, like to see if you know, because it does. It makes it raises your level of, of you know, uh, striving. Like I like to run, I'm not fast, but like if you run in a five k or something, like you'll run faster with people around you. You mm-hmm. know, but I, I think you run to honor them rather than to say I'm gonna like pound you to the ground. <laughs> you
2: know, um, so that's my little like. Uh, yeah. I back feel like gentleness and how we're thinking, our, our thoughts, I think a lot, is mm-hmm. how we resonate
0: with this one. more than. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point, especially as a man, right? Our society, uh, gentleness is not a characteristic that our culture really, yeah. and probably most cultures in the world, when they say, no, men should not be gentle. Uh, men should be aggressive and pump, you know, pump their chest out, and we get taught that from the earliest age. Boys don't cry, you know, don't, don't be a sissy. You you throw like a girl. Mm-hmm. All these kind of things, these narratives that um, are are really damaging, and don't just hurt, you know, little boys, but hurt little girls too. In the way that we understand gentleness and masculinity. Um, another story that I was thinking about was um, Elijah in the wilderness when he's you know waiting to hear from God and this big fire comes through and this big storm comes through and there's an earthquake. And there's the gentle whisper and that's where God is. And I think that tells us a lot about God's character that God is a gentle God. and Yes, God is the God of the Exodus. He was on Mount Sinai. But God also is the God who speaks that gentle whisper. Um, Let's see. Where do we want to go next? Um, Yeah, so fruits are seeds, right? That's their basic biological function. And so their job is to multiply and grow new trees. Um, And it works out that they're delicious and humans like to plant them. (laughs) So it's a pretty successful strategy. Um, They do pretty well. So in the same way, how have others shown you gentleness in your past, which then influenced you to spread that fruit too, and to be gentle to others?
4: I, I mean, I was definitely influenced by a gentle father, mm-hmm. and um, and and again, I. I don't wanna like get in the weeds about what is gentleness and how, what does that really look like and how do we define it. But I mean for me that it it has to do with being calm and it has to do with being humble kinda of, and regardless of the, the scenario. Um, and so I think I was treated with gentleness as you know, as a kid who needed teaching and disciplining and all that by my dad more times than not and so that was that was really influential for me uh, mm-hmm. formative growing up and then certainly I think I just have resonated and I, I'm sure different I mean, I'm, I'm sure different people resonate with very different styles of teachers and coaches and all that but for me I've definitely resonated with teachers and mentors over the year who probably because of my formative my formation in, in my household as a child teachers who would just sit down if I was doing really clearly not performing well in the class or not you know I didn't really know what I was doing in the class and it, sh- and it showed and instead of you know either just being harsh or black and white we're willing to spend a little time and kind of try to meet me where I was as a mm-hmm. 19 year old or whatever you know and and so I just think that when I thought about that question, that's what I think about, is the way people have reached out to me or tried to shape me or correct me. I think gentleness is, has always been so much, for, again, for me personally, that's been always been very effective and, um, and I'm able to receive it much yeah. better in that spirit.
3: I think my dad is really gentle. Um, he's one of the most gentle people I've, I've been around. And I wish I was more like him in that way. <laughs> I am somewhat, but I, I, my memories of him are always being really gentle. But I also remember him making sure that I would never, um, ever step out of line. So I'm not sure <laughs> I did both. You know? <laughs> I mean, I also being, was very authoritarian. Um, so... I but you know he uh, just knew um, I was always going to you know follow the rules with being around him. But he was also um, his general demeanor was, was very gentle and it is it is yes. very gentle and he's also very patient. I know we can kind of mentioned mm-hmm. but uh, he's very kind to I'm um, just to the people who are closest around him uh, who can sometimes be annoying.
0: Um, <laughs>
3: you know he is very ultimately patient yeah. all the time everlasting uh, long-suffering patients <laughs> and so uh, yeah
2: it's just my my dad was a good example I thought of my um, my grandmother who is still she's still alive so is his dad we say was but he is um, so my grandmother is just a very Gentle person. I got like I've never been, and she didn't. I don't even have the the parenting discipline. Of course, your grandparents don't discipline you. <laughs> they, they give you ice cream if you stop crying or whatever. <laughs> so, but she's just always been a very gentle person um, in how she interacts and and how she um, her and my my grandfather, who's passed, were very influential in their church, but in very gentle ways, you know, and just starting programs for seniors and things like that. And I even think of, you know, uh, we've had family issues, like all families do. And, uh, so, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, you don't want to tell the grandmother. You know, because they're the one that's, that's the most mm-hmm. removed from the new new generation of thinking and living, mm-hmm. um, which sometimes causes strife. And then she gets told, and she's like, oh, great for them. You know, like, it's just there has never been, and maybe it was the generation under her that, that actually struggled more than her. And so mm-hmm. it's just the gentleness and how she has just handled um, her family um, as the, the matriarch uh, now yeah. of the family has been buried. I think when I look at that, that's who I, I think of and how she's interacted. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, thank you for that. Um, so, you know, growing fruit is a process of death and rebirth. Um, you know, I think we had all four seasons yesterday, maybe, <laughs> Um, depending yeah, on what time you summer. woke up, and <laughs> um, we've at least in the past, you know, month, I've definitely got a taste of all four seasons. Um, but there's that cyclical pattern, right? And a lot of fruit trees actually, how cold the winter is, will affect the sweetness of the fruit in the summer. So if you have a very mild winter, the fruit, you know, it'll be fine. But if you have a really cold winter, the sugar content of that fruit is going to increase a lot. Um, so in the same way, how have these hard times, right, these periods of trials or traumas shaped how you understand gentleness? Maybe these were times where it was really hard to be gentle or you weren't gentle when you should have been. But looking back, they've really shaped you in how you understand it today.
3: Yeah, I think parenting for me is my biggest challenge with being gentle because I sometimes just get angry. And for not doing the right thing, <laughs> you know, right. like I've told you seven times to get your clothes on, and get ready, or whatever, you know. And then like it's easy to um, slip from being that mm-hmm. gentle. So that it's just the trials of, of, of I guess, yeah. I'm not slowing down and taking a deep breath in order to to reset, right? That's I, mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's exactly what you're asking. But that's the way I, yeah. I can speak to mm-hmm. that, is uh, just, um, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the place in my life where it's hardest for me to yeah. consistently be gentle. I think sometimes I am,
0: sometimes I'm not. Yeah. So. And a lot of that comes from our busyness, mm-hmm. right? You know, I can think when it's morning and I'm running late for work is when I'm so often the less gentle, least gentle with my son. It's like, come on, we got to go, like, what? Um, and so I think a lot of that, that pressure and stress, that, uh, the busyness of our culture, makes it extra hard to be gentle.
4: Yeah, I mean, I can certainly agree with parenting. And, and I, I guess something that just came to me while, while you were talking, is I, I recognize, um, I, I think some of my missteps where I immediately, very quickly, regretted what came out of my mouth or what I did were you know sometimes those are the things that are most influential is like okay like I don't want to be that guy you yeah know? and so um, it's like it, it moves me to a different place where I'm able to say I'm probably more gentle now I hope I'm a kinder person a kinder father because you know I just don't want to that was not okay and I don't want to ever do that again and so mm-hmm. it really just changed me so I mean it's not easy to think about or go through, but I think it's very influential can be very powerful in how we what you know in shaping us, mm-hmm. um, and and maybe that's you know opening this up uh, for growth and for the spirit to to do things when we when we something traumatic or or there's suffering or there's a a misstep or something that puts us in a space that suddenly now we're able to move and see things differently than maybe we were
0: before? Yeah, Yeah, I think it was in our love class um, that we really focused on kind of the importance of having a close friend who can sometimes be that mirror from you and can say, hey, you know, that, that was really, you know, you're not acting, you're not being the way you should be. And to lovingly being able to confront you and provide you that perspective that often you lack when you're just looking through your eyes and you realize, oh, wow, I really haven't been showing gentleness or love or joy, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And so, like, you know, um, sometimes it's difficult to do that in a partnership, right? Because there's... But, you know, to have those... Um, those friends who really, you know, y'all can keep each other accountable and you have that deep relationship that you actually, you know, will listen to what they say and not blow it off as, okay, jerk, you know, um, is really important in kind of providing that perspective. I don't
2: know I have too much to add. Um, I think, you know, parent. You know, parenting is difficult and I think a lot of it to m- to me is coming back in, um, to control my my thoughts. You know, like we're really busy rushing you out the door, but like really, like two minutes, is it really gonna make that big of a deal? Or, you know, whatever it is, like just um, remembering how, how you do mm-hmm. with people. Um, and uh, just and even in, and we said, he said this earlier, like giving people the benefit of the doubt, whether it's your kids or, or your spouse during a certain time that like, they are, you know, at the, at the heart, most people want to do the right thing. You know, like, um, and so I think just gentleness, I, looking back on seasons where I felt like I wasn't being gentle or it was hard times, it was usually because I was, I felt not in control of my, thought, my the thought process in my head yeah. that I was dealing with. So oftentimes I'll write things down and like, you know, you've never met a person Jesus didn't die for. You know, you've never, that, that person doesn't exist, you know, so that's how we should view everyone. Um, and our interactions
0: with them. Yeah. So are there any other practices in order to make your thoughts more gentle that you have found
2: <laughs> to I be do successful? I do a lot of journaling. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I keep a regular prayer journal, so I'll try to write if I'm having if I feel like I am very impatient or my thoughts are going towards a non gentle way of viewing people, I'll try to yeah. write those out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing that reminded me of too is
0: just
4: like if you because of the experience I was describing for myself, and how you know, if I can remember that, then when I see someone else who's acting not gentle or not kind or thoughtful or any of anything that I would aspire for them to be right now, is to recognize you know that whole that that thing we've probably all heard something about you know every every person you come across is fighting battles that we can't yeah. we don't see right, and so it's like to try to remember. We have no idea what's going on in that person's life today. Yeah. I, if, if I could do that better, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If I could do that better and remember that, then I would not call
2: someone a name in traffic that's probably undeserved. <laughs> and I think it can be really easy to, like I said throughout, like, so we're, we're like remodeling, so we've been doing for like two years now, but eventually it's going to end. And like there's an issue, it was completely their fault, they told us the wrong thing. It ended up this whole thing was built wrong because we were told the wrong thing. And I mean, it would have been easy to get very upset, you know. But we've he, my dad does re- like I know how those things work, and so we were just like we called him out, but like in a very gentle way, and said if this is going to be fixed. And and the person on the phone was just so appreciative. She's like, I just can't believe y'all were so nice. I really appreciate. It. Like I made a huge mistake. I realized I should have talked to the installer first, and so. We got everything we needed out of it, and we got mm-hmm. money off, you know, but we didn't have but in a, I felt like even those little moments where you have the like, the traffic, you have opportunities to not be gentle in how you deal with someone. and I also say I do that every time because I've also gotten very upset so yeah. um, but like but even I just I just realized like how much that changed her that we didn't get super upset, but that we did call out that this you know mm-hmm. this wasn't that perfect.
0: Was that your
2: cabinets? It wasn't. We no, can't wasn't. call that one out. Now and then I do send a text like, can I have the laundry room done soon? Um, but, no. Can't call out that. Yeah.
1: You can, but there will be consequences.
2: Well, you know, if you're getting a cabinet for that. free, you can't <laughs> really. no get them can't them out. Yeah, I can't. And that cabinet might come two years later. It's fine. Still made it. So
0: um well, oh yeah have any of y'all ever worked service industry food industry yeah
3: wait
0: tables yeah what 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 was sunday afternoons like yeah
3: they tend the worst usually yeah, yeah. and and, and my
0: experience lot. tend to be some of the snippiest yeah. and so it's just a, such a shame um if you have friends who have worked in the service industry most people are like yeah sunday afternoons suck mm-hmm. people are rude and impatient Um, It's just the church crowd. And it's such a shame that that's kind of our reputation as Christians. It's not of people who are gentle and kind to service workers. Um, You know, I I can imagine being like a customer service call rep. And your job is just to talk to people who are angry
1: and mad all the time. I have gotten into the habit of specifically saying I know you did not cause this yes. mm-hmm. I am pressured at the situation not at you mm-hmm. to kind of it is more, more to tell myself that yes but it is yeah. to, but it's to remind myself of that the person who's hearing this for the very first time or this is like this is the third time I've been transferred <laughs> I'm, going, I'm sounding very frustrated and it's not at you personally it's at the situation you know yeah. because I have been on the receiving end like um, I take a lot of upset clients who are upset with other invoice and I have to hear it sometimes and you know, it's part of life. You know, just you hear it, you listen to them and most of the time people just want to be heard. Yeah. You know. And so I, but yeah, I think it's you know, Patrick frequently says everyone should work in the service industry at least once. Yeah. Because I think it makes you appreciate the perception of your view of humanity. Because you see people differently, you know.
2: Patrick Survival? Yeah. He also says at West End that a few he years that you don't tip somebody twenty percent or more then he's coming
1: after you. He is he is a, a hip, he he is a firm preacher of, you know, tipping people well. That's part of his generosity, which I yeah. Great. So the tipping well is gentle. <laughs> but the coming after you part <laughs> I, I didn't I'm say sure anything about Patrick do, I'm sure, it sure did he did he did do it
0: he's not on the panel speaking of Patrick does anyone know his um, email signature
1: yes. I I should have yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I'm sh- sure you know, know it
0: is may the love of God continually interrupt your day I think it used to be, made the grace of God continually interrupt your day.
1: Your he took that he, he changed, changed
0: from grace. To, I'll have to ask him about the, <laughs> the theological reasoning behind Shift. that. But it's like, it's such a good email signature of just like, you know, yeah. that This interrupting love that, you know, it's not always convenient, but.
2: I think anything we can do to make ourselves pause, whether it's you force yourself to be like, I'm oh, yeah. not frustrated at you. I do that all the time. I remember one time he shared with me, like whenever we send emails complaining, always start and end the email positive. I really enjoyed this product. I've been looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the shipment this month looked like this, and it made me disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really hope you can fix it, you know? So, like, just some um, stopping and, like, making habits yeah. of, <laughs> of those phrases, not only to help the person receiving, but to help the person mm-hmm. giving before you just...
3: You you mentioned the habits earlier, and and Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer of what Josh always preaches from the pulpit of taking a breath, breathing. I mean, I'm not always a great practicer of that, but I believe whenever I do do it, it makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. So if you can just pause and take maybe two big breaths for me, not just one, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and then to, I believe it really gives you time to um, react. More
0: clear, probably more gentle. Yeah, my mom's always told me, "Wait to send that email till the morning." And if something happened at work, or you get something, and you're just like, "Oh," and it's you know, seven o'clock at night, and you're just stop. Send that, and every yes. single time, the next morning, it's I, I yes. feel different. <laughs> I have that you know that perspective that a fresh night of sleep gave me.
3: Off tangent off that too. because mm-hmm. I don't think any really important criticism should come over a, a text or, yeah. or or a, 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 a uh, written media. Mm-hmm. I think it needs to be a verbal or po- hopefully a verbal and visual media. Like in mm-hmm. the, you know, like if you're gonna give criticism, I, sometimes you have to in our day culture, right? But if it's a friend and you have the time to call them on the phone, let them hear your intonation of voice. Mm-hmm. Better yet, have a coffee with them. You know, like. I'm a big proponent of like, don't ever give criticism or anything confrontational uh, over a text or email, yeah. um, because you don't know how people are receiving it. They'll receive it much better if they hear a ton of voice and see your face, <laughs> than they will, especially if you're in the same room. You know, um, and that. So I think in our culture we can be very aggressive uh, with our words, especially when it's only words written down on a screen. Uh, as opposed to the words coming at you yes. out your mouth,
2: and sometimes those digital—I mean, and not just negative, but positive ones—but if if it's criticism and it's you can refer it over and over again, yeah, and it takes you down every time you read it. I right. can't believe that this is what she thought. I can't believe you said right. Yeah. And if you can say it. Some
3: things you don't want written down. You yeah. <laughs> but, but if you have the conversation you know, it's it's a moment and they'll remember, but it's not the
4: same thing that written in print no. again and again. Well that's like a wisdom of social media, even in just the greater world, is like don't don't say something on a post or comment or whatever that you wouldn't be willing to say. Because if you think about it like that, you're like, I would problem. never say that. Sitting yeah. Yeah. You know, across the table so, from someone. Right, exactly. Yeah. I would never say that to somebody. But even yeah. if I didn't know them, they were a stranger and they just expressed a view. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to <laughs> disagree, I would, I would be thoughtful, I would choose my words, and people would mm-hmm. just like... It would take a lot longer period of time did this one paragraph.
3: Yeah. You know, if you're going to have a disagreement with someone for a, a different view, that's fine. But like, you have to have the time and space and... Proximity Mm -hmm. in real life to have that disagreement um, in a humane, productive
4: way. Well, and it's relevant to this fruit. I mean, it's you know we can be so less we culturally can be so less gentle with each other through our through our the electronic means, the digital means, the social media. So I mean, it's just it's just easier to be harsh.
0: Yeah. Well, because it distances ourselves from their humanity. And it's it's just a little avatar on Twitter, you know. <laughs> I,
2: but I've been like being an online professor. I give lots of feedback, mm-hmm. critical feedback, dissertations and stuff. No, mm-hmm. it. And I've even found myself having to put into place things like, "Thank you so much for reaching out. I'm so glad you submitted yeah. this to start it. Because even if the comment was like period missing, you know, mm-hmm. comma here, they'd be like, I can't believe you criticized my writing. You're like I didn't I just say there's a period missing, but. But when you're just reading it, you don't know what they've yeah. seen all day and what's in their mind. Maybe they've had a critical day at work, and then they see all these periods are missing or commas, mm-hmm. and it's like... And so, number one, I usually try to get them on the phone at least a couple times the first time I get feedback and give it verbally, so they hear my tone of encouragement. But also, I've learned to start putting in
0: positive, positive things. Yeah.
2: First, That's really good. even though what I'm saying is not negative, It's it just things have to be fixed. You know, it's not meant to be a criticism. It's just meant to be like, comma here, underline this, italics go here, like it, it's just. But it can be taken that way. So it's yeah. just I think that the gentleness, nature of controlling those habits and how we how we think about the people who are reading or are responding. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So we've got about one minute left. Um, so for our last question in our introduction class, you know. George Goldman had this very kind of pithy line, where if you look, you know the "Do Not Judge" passage, right after it in this, I guess the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, you know, you will know them by their fruit. So he says, you know, the Bible tells us not to judge, but we can be a fruit inspector, um, which is stuck with me. And so, you know, are there? And maybe this is just if one of you has something really good to end a final word to end us on. Um, But what are some of the biggest ways that you think Christians broadly misunderstand about gentleness? Are there ways that we think are gentle or we think we're expressing gentleness that really aren't gentle at all?
4: Passive aggressiveness is aggressive. Okay. Not
1: not, not gentle. Yeah. Yeah.
4: But that's... And growing up in the South in a church Mm -hmm. home...
0: Um, bless your heart <laughs> so
4: it's I mean and it's you know with as much grace as possible I mean it's it's generational you know and it's if you if, if being direct and being honest in a gentle way wasn't taught and it's just you know it's hard you, it's hard to expect people just to pick this up unless mm-hmm. they get taught it for Untaught it, so I don't, you know, I don't want to be overly critical, but it is. Or I, again, speaking of myself, I don't want to be too harsh, um, but uh, it is. I think that's that's what I thought of. Is mm-hmm. We often, and I'm a person who really cares too much, <laughs> and have had to do, continue to work about the way people, what people think of me, mm-hmm. and it's a lot easier to be passive aggressive than it is to be. You know, you want to look a certain way, and so you, you think you're, you can say the critical thing or say what you're really thinking, but not say it in quite as direct, honest way. And somehow that's going to be better, but of course that's not. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you all so much. No class next week, um, but the next next week will be our final fruit, possibly, depending on the schedule. So check your emails, and we'll kind of know what this plan looks like going forward. Thank you all.